Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 78. Coming to us today from Alexandria, Virginia, is Zach Gordon. Zach is a professional educator, and he's formerly a WordPress teacher at the prestigious Treehouse. And now, he's decided to go off and build JavaScript for WordPress Master Course. But he's working hard to build that new foundation and that new online training platform. We're going to pick it up with Jonathan and Josh. And then, the second part, since this is a backup for timelines, we're going to go ahead and ask Josh what his three life and success principles are. So without further ado, let's jump right into this conversation. Oh, hi. It's great to have you on the show, Zach. So we we had a bit of a pre-live show discussion, and um, I'm just going to go straight into the first question, Zach, that we talked about. As the months go by, the amount of skills that a a so-called full-stack developer is supposed to have, all these JavaScript libraries, Ruby on Rails, CSS3, HTML5, and anything else that anybody feels like adding to the uh, employment specification, just seems to be getting longer and longer. Have you got any kind of faults or insights about how realistic this is and, you know, just the kind of developer scene at the present moment? Yeah, I, I think you you nailed it. There is a lot more to it, a lot more tools involved, a lot more scope involved of languages. You know, being lang- being fluent in five languages now is not uncommon requirement for even just the basics. And that's not including all the various dialects and frameworks and everything on on top of that. So it is it is a little bit tricky. Um, luckily, when you learn it this way, you're learning a really powerful stack and you're having a very solid understanding. And a lot of us came into the web of just kind of like hacking our way into it. And I think that you're, you're starting to see maybe a little bit less of that and much more serious. It's also because it's so big, it's also a little bit easier to be niche in just one area too. So while you have this huge full stack um, requirement. You also have people who could just do CSS all day long and be living great. Well, that's a good point, actually. So, so what you might be saying is that if you're trying to get in the industry or re-get into the industry, that just concentrate on one part of it, and then you can start making a decent living, and that gives you the oxygen to learn the rest. Is that what I think you're saying? It is nice that the industry is big enough now that is that um, that it, it is possible to be doing that. I mean, each niche ha- then has not just the technical skill set, but the design aesthetics or the conceptual understanding of architecture for programming that goes along with it. But but yeah, the, it, the niche option is is kind of nice. Although if you're re getting into it, it's a different world now than than it was uh, not too long ago. Just to be learning, you know, all, all the the bits and pieces parts. Yeah, what what are the cores that you think, you know, if you want to be employable in this industry that you've got to have some, you know, are there certain bits that you've got to know? Yes, well, JavaScript is uh, is one of them. I think that for me, it really comes down to, and, and as a teacher too, the things that I see and the students that always succeed despite everything are those who are self-engaged learners 
who have a goal, who have a desire to learn, who enjoy it, who get satisfaction from building things and accomplishing stuff, um, people's skills. There's so many things. This is something that came up a lot at Treehouse. It's like, wow, we could have students take every single course, but does that make them a good employer? Does that make them hireable? And, and how do we do the rest of that? And how do we teach that? And how do we get there? And so um, that's an interesting component. But the skill set alone, like what are you looking at today? Um, you know, knowing JavaScript, knowing the server side programming language, either JavaScript, um, Ruby a, a bit, you know, Python, PHP, whatever <clears throat> environment you're in, the HTML and CSS, but then the SAS on top of CSS and then the different components and, and things that fit in with SAS and all the mix-ins and everything there. Then you have WordPress and all the plugins and everything and themes that go along with it and then how to do that. So it, it, there really is a lot. All that said, you can learn how to install WordPress themes and make a living making websites. And that's pretty cool and not need to know much code. So there are a lot of options. But yeah, the learning the whole thing front to end right now is yeah. like, it's daunting. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's an interesting um, thing you're saying there because I don't know if you agree with this observation. Um, I think this is linked to the changes announced this year around WordPress. You know, as a WordPress person, you know, it's, you know, it's CSS free HTML, but then it's PHP and it, and then the, there's the WordPress framework. Yeah. And then you've got the world of full stack developers where it's JavaScript, Ruby on Rails. Uh, and then, uh, and then you can throw in the app developers. You know, um, oh my goodness, Apple, I completely missed all of that. That's that's a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so really, um, to be really good at WordPress, you know, you, it's almost like a little world of its own, isn't it? Compared to some of these other worlds, isn't it? It is a world, and I think it has such a lower barrier to entry because it's already built and you're for the most part when you're learning wordpress and you're learning a lot of how to do this and even some of the best plugin developers out there when i chat with them they're like oh yeah i learned php from just hacking on wordpress and trying to customize themes or plugins and you're like what that's how you learn you're like amazing you're like yeah, yeah. Well, that's how i learned <laughs> that's how i learned so uh <laughs> there we go I'm a real hacker bit folks <laughs> God, I'll give it. I'll give it to my proper developers to clean up. But I'm a bit of a hacker, right? Sorry. Yeah. So that's a cool thing about WordPress and and learning any language, HTML, CSS. I used to teach these these classes of learn web design through WordPress. So you learn HTML, you learn CSS, you learn JavaScript, PHP, MySQL. All of it is in there and pretty accessible from within WordPress. And you don't need to learn all of it to be able to do stuff. So that's why it's kind of interesting too to, to hear and see where we're going with JavaScript and taking more of an approach of like, all right, let's not just hack our way through this. Like, let's really take the time right. to learn it fundamentally. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about JavaScript. So you've got, you got these libraries and if you're from the kind of web, if you're coming from the front end or from a designer kind of front end coding, your initial introduction, because I learned, JavaScript a few <clears throat> years ago, where you know you remember the, those enormous red rocks books. Uh, I remember trying to learn JavaScript from them. Oh yeah, the red, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those enormous. Oh, there's one yeah. particular, and um, I got halfway through it, and I, I thought 
I'm spending, this is insane. Nothing works in different browser DOMs. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it was dying out JavaScript. So, um, so people from a design front end, they get into JavaScript. They normally, it's jQuery. Would you agree with that? Is that their kind of first modern kind of incarnation of having to work with JavaScript? Well, that's kind of funny. And where we are right now in learning and working with JavaScript is you kind of have two ways of going about it. Like, yes, I think that learning some basics, like basic syntax of JavaScript, and then learning jQuery to introduce the DOM and and understand things more is great. And and jQuery was great for teaching JavaScript early on because be like, okay, here's all of this. And then here's how it's done in jQuery, or here's something with jQuery, and here's how it's done in JavaScript. So you have this like, Here's how to, we're not going to code all this every time. It's kind of already done. And so that that's um, that's really cool. It's evolved from that, though, where now if you go into some of the hacker schools or learning this in more depth, you're less going to take that approach and you might jump right into NPM and a very different environment and, and compiling and you might have skipped all of that. And that's kind of where we are, yeah. those two different options. But yes, in general, I really like that, that approach of, of learning no, right. it. Well, we're going to have to talk a little bit more about this, but folks, we're going for our first break. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Okay, we're back for the break, and I'm not Jonathan. <laughs> okay. So anyway, well, this is a this is going to be an alternate timeline show too. So if, if a guest doesn't show up, Zach will be in there, unless Zach wants to come in timelines and do a straight one one day, do normal timelines in the morning. So we're going to ask you three questions. All you right. have a business, you're running your business now. You're off on your own, right? Running your business? Yes, I actually have a couple businesses. And yeah. What are the names of those businesses? Um, well, one of them is web hosting for students, and this is a student hosting company. Um, the kind of JavaScript course is now one, and I have some web design related projects that aren't, you know, full fledged or my right. full attention right now. So, but yeah, have done different things over time. Very good. So we're going to say the first one says, follow your bliss. That's your first uh, success life principle. What's that mean to you? Yeah, I think that's such a, a great one is that we have an in tune ability within our body, mind and spirit to tell when something is right and resonates or to tell when other people give us advice that we're doing something wrong, that actually that resonates. And so I think following things that bring joy to your life, like there, it is true that you can continue to get happier and happier in life by doing what you love. And so I think that that is an important guiding principle to have. Very good. Now, um, this is interesting. Your next one really fits into something people have said the last couple of timeline episodes this week. Take time to connect and basically connect to people, nature, and spirit. Oh, oh yeah, man. I don't know how off topic from kind of the, the tech world and all of this it could go, but um, I think that... Um, 
I, I love teaching WordPress and the work that I do, but there's such deeper connection to be had in life through connection with individuals, through nature, through spirit, through so many different things. And I think we really need to take these times because what's happening right now in society is it's so easy to just get swept up into just so much stuff to do every day. And you have to be like conscious and really hold it as a goal to bring yourself back out of that craziness and chaos and just have peace in your life. And so taking these time to connect with yourself and with others keep your relationships going because they'll outlast your individual crazy projects that seem like the entire world to you at the moment and they're going to be something else three months a year later um, so that's something that is really valuable and and uh as i age little by little i'm realizing it's more and more important you know i've got to say this is my third sort of career field and it is really a tough business because there's unlimited amount of work that you can do you can always, <laughs> you can always work so yeah. anyway Driving on, your last one is, if you love what you do, you will never work a day again. You just work all the time. <laughs> this is a quote from Confucius. I think uh, when I taught at high school, uh, my buddy taught across the hall from me, and he had this on his desk as a little quote. And so it's just been in the back of my mind from seeing it so many times over the years. And, and I just really like it. And it ties in with everything else I've been saying. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day again. And, and I've always felt that way about teaching and about interacting with people and getting joy from doing something that that makes other people happy and their lives better. So I, I like that one. And, and I think a lot of us in this this world have these kind of jobs. And it's great. I think Kim was reading my mind. What did you teach in school and how long did you teach and where? Yeah, I taught high school for seven years. I, I taught very shortly for like a, a short time at history, world history. And the school had one one semester web design program. And by the end of my time teaching at that school, it was a full four year web design program. And we had web design, web development, um, two internships, a paid internship program. Kids would be in my, my class for half the day uh, making $800, $500 websites in high school. And so this was amazing and a lot of fun. And so that's what my, I was teaching in high school. My daughter needs to hear that. We have a magnet school and Jonathan, you know, the red house, right? Yeah. It's a magnet school. And that's where our tech kids go for oh, nice. that programming systems and the whole, whole gamut. It's really a focus. And uh, my daughter who's in eighth grade is going to go there next year. So I'm really proud of her. And Jonathan, that's it. So it's all yours back to WP. Yeah, back to the hey, tech folks. <laughs> uh, um, Good question. Um, thanks for asking. No, no, thanks, um, I, thought, I thought they were great answers and great questions. So um, we were talking about JavaScript and uh, we were discussing jQuery. JavaScript. Uh, yeah. But um, let's say, um, you know, because you already mentioned that when you go to one of these intense training schools um, that they probably wouldn't look at jQuery. Of the other, you know, there's a bit of a war going on between these different libraries. Um, have you got any insights to the one that you think might become the dominant force? Hmm. Dominant force, none of them. They're all going to be replaced, folks. And like Rami Abraham's slide at WordCamp US said, everything's going to be JavaScript and then nothing's going to be JavaScript. So, all right, that's a kind of a cop-out answer. That said, as I prepare this like JavaScript for master course, and it, it, it includes a lot of core JavaScript, it includes um, some of the frameworks and things like React, 
And then part of the question I've had is like, how much should I use jQuery? And I just finished building out one of the one of the big projects that's just vanilla JS and doing a lot of stuff that jQuery makes really easy to do. And after doing this whole thing, I'm like, you know what, this whole like bashing jQuery thing is kind of stupid because it has a really good, helpful, useful place. And I think also for a lot of people, especially in our community that are going to be eased into this, um, I think it's a really great thing and it's very helpful. And what happens is even when people ditch jQuery and then pick another framework, they're still going to find like selector components and Ajax library. It might be slimmer. It might be separate. It might be, you know, not so much bulk or this or that, but, but really some of the tools in there are pretty helpful and you're going to end up trying to find somewhere else in a lot of ways too. So for me, where I'm coming with it is that in this course, I do want to actually talk about some importance of jQuery and that. That said, learning how to do what jQuery does without needing jQuery is really important. And I think that there's, I don't, I won't have time in the course. There's a course on frontendmasters.com that just focuses on basically how to do everything jQuery does with just JavaScript. And that that's a cool skill set and comfort to have. Can I, um, can I ask you a question about that, actually? Because, funny enough, my position is quite different to yours. Oh. Is um, uh, and, But I've heard it from other um, full-stack developers that do podcasts. They say you've got to learn um, JavaScript, the pure JavaScript, before you go on to any of these libraries. Um, um, but I, 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 I sampled that madness when I was <laughs> deep in my rocks books, trying to get something to work consistently in different DOMs, and it never did. Um, so it was a dying language. The only thing that saved it were mm-hmm. libraries and dealing with the DOM and differences. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't actually really yeah. follow that in that argument intellectually. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I think smashing just pop very good i like that um my response to that would be that in terms of learning the fundamentals of the language they're very basic from my opinion it's things like syntax like knowing how to use the equal plus sign and semicolon knowing what um, a function is knowing what a variable is knowing what a loop is like even just that, like that's kind of the fundamentals of it. Because oh, wow. even if you don't know that, like then it's all just so confusing. But if you know that, then then it makes a lot more sense and e- is easier, especially if you know some CSS selectors and stuff. But in general, you're right. And I think that that's why kind of it has a place, especially as an educator um, and someone trying to learn JavaScript right now. If you just jump and you don't learn any jQuery, no, that's not true. You'd be able to figure out jQuery if you, if you missed it. But I, I think we're still at a time where it could be a helpful thing to learn and, and to leverage and use. So you've been knocking around with PHP functions. Um, you're not up to building a, a complicated plugin, but you can knock around a lot of WordPress and the functions and your knowledge of PHP is pretty not bad, intermediate. You know, you can never stop learning in this game. How hard are you going to find it moving on to um, JavaScript? It's going to be pretty smooth in a lot of ways because you won't have to worry about some of the language basics anymore. What's going to be trickier is the environment's different. So learning about the DOM and events and state and some of those things are going to be definitely 
different. But this is kind of the audience that I'm thinking is the is the best one for me to target to with with the course I'm doing. Is you know a little bit of PHP, you played around with some themes. It makes that next step a lot easier. Versus like going back to those early questions you asked of like. What do you do when you know nothing? You decide I want to be a web designer today. You know, like what is that involved? But yeah, we're going for another break, folks. Bye. If you don't already have a real estate agent you know, like, and trust, let Conrad Pacific help you find a certified residential specialist, and the service is free. So if you're moving across country or just across town. Call 775-233-8065 or visit us at conradpacific.com. Also, if you're selling or buying a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area, I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. You can find her contact information at karenconrad.com. Well, we're back, folks. So, um, Zach, um, is there anything, how do um, viewers and listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you particularly like to plug or put in front of our audience? Sure. Well, first of all, this JavaScript for Master course is really where my time is going and I want to draw people's attention to. So JavaScript for WP.com is the place I'd encourage you to go over to. And there's a really great um, newsletter that I'm sending out with info. Also, if you were a student from Treehouse, a lot of folks have been reaching out since I've left there, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, just drop a line and say hi. My site is uh, wp.zachgordon.com, which you could get to from Twitter, zgordon. So, uh, yeah, just it's been cool hearing from folks that have checked out courses over the years. And yeah, but the JavaScript for WordPress is where where we're this trains are rolling to, man. Certainly is. Um, I'd like to go on one of our major pre-discussion topics, um, and it's Seth Golden's book, The Dip. And um, I'm on reflection, I could have been a really, really, I feel I had the potential to be a really, really good developer and programmer if I had really pushed myself. But on reflection, to be totally truthful to my audience, um, I've tried to learn a couple languages and it's been great initially. And then the learning curve has got dramatically more difficult and you get into this real down dip area, which I didn't realize until I read Seth Golden's book and you're in that bottom bit and everything is just, you don't understand anything. <laughs> you know, all, you've got... <laughs> So, um, the Zen Master, um, have, have you got any kind of thoughts or philosophies? How you? Yeah, no, it? I've got no idea what you're talking about, Jonathan. Really. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> cool. Okay, so yeah, I'll tell you. <clears throat> as as a professional educator, especially someone who's always teaching new content, my life involves picking a new subject, trying to learn it, and trying to master it to some level and then going and teaching it and then repeating that process with the same content and then new content consistently, consistently. And like, so after doing this for a decade plus, which, you know, is, is a little bit of time to get comfortable. Like I've, if the, that rhythm and that dip is just so patterned in there that now a lot of what I do involves just psychologically being prepared for it. And so I do a lot of mental time travel 
And I just, in this moment, go in and I say, all right, I'm this point in the project. I know this point is going to come. I know this point is going to come. And I know the ending point is going to come. And I just kind of emotionally, psychologically feel each state of that, process it, have faith and know that each of those is going to come. I'm going to get through it. But having a big enough goal and deadline at the end that's pulling me through to actually completion is also huge because so many times I've taken on stuff that I want to learn, but I don't have enough impetus or pull in my life or from the universe to like that that needs to get done. So I have, for me, I always like to take on teaching new courses that I don't know because it forces me through this process and that dip is going to come. And just knowing that it's going to happen, being psychologically, being emotionally prepared, like having other people in your life prepared so that when you get there, they're like, it's all right. You could do this. I know it sucks. You could do this. Take some time off and get back to it. And so like, all right, I'm not addressing actually some of this, the skills of how do you no, get through actually, it. This is actually um, hugely helpful. Actually, sorry to interrupt, Zach, but I think you got a key point there. I think it sounds a bit um, light, but um, actually having somebody that um, says something positive at a, at a difficult point can make a big difference, can't it? Yeah. And man, you guys haven't seen it. I'm usually smiles and I am, but like I've been banging my head with like going through all this. I'll tell you what, man, it's real. It's real. But I'm all right, then. Um, we're coming, um, folks, we're going to continue the discussion and um, for the next 15, 20, almost hard, or whenever we get tired of the subject. But for this part of the show, we're, we're going to kind of close down the iTunes part of the show and move on to the YouTube and Blab discussion. So if you're watching us or live, don't just disappear. We've got a lot more to discuss. Stay around, folks. You do, do you? <laughs> I've done it in dreams. It hasn't happened yet that I know of. That's an interesting show. We we more funny. Actually, gets a little bit more open. We go to YouTube. Kind of nice. So, folks, listen to iTunes. Gone over to YouTube at wp-tonic.com. And if you're on Timeline someday, go to timelinesofsuccess.com. We want to thank Share the Oil. Share the Oil's Northern Nevada. We thank you for your support. 